What's up, everybody? This is Lauren Ash. And before we get to today's episode of Giving It Up For Less, I have something pretty cool to share with all of you. And that is this. This Thursday, December 19th at 8, 7 central on NBC, that's the National Broadcasting Corporation, you're going to be able to catch me as one of the three judges for this year's, wait for it, Miss America contest. I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's the coolest thing. I grew up watching Miss America. And now I, Lauren Ash, Canadian Lauren Ash, I'm going to have a chance to choose this year's Miss America. It's a lot of pressure, you guys, and it's not lost on me. Anybody who knows me knows I take rules very seriously, so this is not something I'm going to mess around with. But I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to experience this entire thing. It's it's extremely random, but also a huge honor. Make sure, tune in live this Thursday, December 19th, NBC, 8, 7 Central. You don't want to miss it. The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Giving It Up For Less. I am your host, Lauren Ash. Welcome. How's everybody's day going? I'm sure it's good, or maybe it'll be better now. Probably because I have an amazing guest on today's show. He has his own podcast, which I'm obsessed with, that I've been a guest on called Everything Iconic. It's Danny Pellegrino. Lauren, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. I was just saying to you that I was like, I just got an alert on Instagram saying, a year ago today, you guessed it on uh, Danny Pellegrino's podcast. And I was like, he has to come on. How have I not had him on the show? Yet. You came on to talk about 90 Day Fiance, oh. which was such a delight. You were one of my favorite guests because you respect and appreciate that world of ridiculous reality TV, which I love. I totally do. And listen, I've got a lot of thoughts. If you ever want to do a follow-up, no, I am game. Um, you just mentioned to me, you co-wrote a book? I did. I co-wrote a book called Fancy AF Cocktails. So there's this couple that's on a show called Vanderpump Rules on Bravo. Yeah. they. Uh, it's a recipe book. It's their recipes. And we. Uh, I co-wrote the book with them. So it's their recipes. And there's some fun behind-the-scenes stories. Oh, my God. And it's really, and I'm, I can't wait for people to see it. It comes out December 3rd. You could pre-order it now on Amazon. But it turned out so, so great. It's a cocktail recipe book, but it's tongue-in-cheek. It's fun. There's recipes for anything, like very fancy recipes, and then also trashy recipes that you can make with random shit you have around your house. This is so cool. I'm going to buy this book immediately. Oh, please do. This Fancy is so up my alley. AF. Fancy AF. I love it. That's such a cool, like, what a fun journey you've had. Right. I mean, well, speaking of podcasts, it was like Ariana was one of the guests on my show. Right. And on her show on on Bravo, she had mentioned this cocktail book for years. And so when she came on my podcast, I was like, so what's going on with that book? And I had just uh, ghost written a book for another celebrity client. Oh, my gosh. And so she's like, well, nothing's really going on with that. I was like, I'll do it. And then now this is, I think, almost two years, almost two years later. Wow. And now the book is coming out. So it's it's been wild. The podcast, as you know, it's like it, you get to meet wonderful people. Yeah. And it connects you in, in weird ways. Totally. And isn't it amazing, too? Because I don't know if you feel this, but there's been very few times in my life I've like aggressively asked for something. But anytime I've been like, I want to do this, it's always worked out. And I'm like, gosh, people live their lives this way. Just asking for what they want. (laughs) It's almost like that weird. What's the secret or something? Yeah. Put it out in the universe. I don't know how much I believe that, but I do think there is some power to positivity or power to speaking something into existence. Yes. There's this. Instagram account I follow that's like all motivational stuff forgive me I don't remember the name but he always says that speaking it out into existence convinces like your unconscious brain that it's possible so that it makes you chase after it a little bit harder because you know it's possible I think that's probably true you know what's interesting though like growing up I'll never forget like 
I, if I really wanted something, I wouldn't say it out loud because I felt that if I said it out loud, then it's like, oh, then it's, then it's dead. Then it's not going to come true, which is the complete antithesis to a lot of schools of thought that I think are right. But for some reason I'd be like, well, I can't say out loud. I want to marry David Duchovny because then it'll never happen. Now, granted, I mean, it still hasn't happened. It doesn't matter. It's still good, Lauren. Um, oh gosh. When, for a birthday, do you, when you blow out the candles, will you tell someone your wish or are you? No. It? Yeah. No. I hold on. Right. Do you do you tell me? No, I, I keep it to myself. Yeah. I agree that that's ruining it. And you know, if I think back, I've really wasted some wishes. Me too. You yeah. know? Like some it, bad in, men. I've wasted some. hundred percent on things that it's like, I hope it gets better. Like that I think that was a literally a birthday wish I had once about a boyfriend. Like, well, I hope this relationship gets better. Like, how sad. Oh my god, yeah, that is sad. That is sad. <laughs> it is. But we've all been there. Totally. We've all been there. You yeah. Look, you look at the guy on the couch and you're like, I hope this gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what I'd give for a guy on the couch. No, I kid. Um, oh my gosh. Every episode of this show has a theme. Today's theme is embarrassing encounters. Um, listen, I think relatable to our to our point, much like everybody's made a bad wish about probably, you know, someone they wanted to date. Everyone's embarrassed themselves. Right. I have had my fair share of embarrassments both here and since I grew up in Ohio. And, right. Yeah. Plenty of embarrassing Plenty. Yeah. The one that came to mind for me was I was in a film called Lars and the Real Girl. Of course. A, a wonderful from, Ryan Gosling film. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, I It was one of my kind of like first things that I booked. I was living in Toronto. They was shooting just outside of Toronto and, and I, I booked it. It was one of the kind of first real, real movies. I mean, it's still one of the few movies I've been in. Um, TV and movies, different things. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so... There was kind of a buzz, so there was were a couple. Were you nervous going in? You were hundred percent. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was right. like one of my first times. I also hadn't. I didn't have a lot of onset experience, which I think people don't realize. Acting is one thing, but like acting for camera and hitting a mark and knowing where your light is is all stuff that I never got taught in mm -hmm. any sort of classes. I'm sure those classes exist, but um, I think you only really learn, learn it by doing it. So yeah, it's nerve wracking, and it's Ryan Gosling, Canada's sweetheart, right in his his homeland. And he's you know? such a stud. And that was like the peak of his, that was right after the notebook, wasn't it? It was, it was shortly after. But he had gained a bunch of weight for this role. Mm -hmm. But this is, so this is all connected to this, this incident. So we show up, it's literally the first day. So often if you book a small part in a movie, you may be day 36 of 90, like who knows, but this was day one of shooting. I'm in. There's also other people that I know who are in, because it's a party scene. So they've kind of cast a bunch of like Second City comedy people in these roles. And there was a, uh, my friend Aurora Brown, who's on an amazing show now called Baroness Von Sketch. She was, she was kind of like the other counterpart to me. And so we were in all the scenes that we were in together. And so it's day one, it's scene one, it's set up one, you know, and we were all in and there's kind of like a hush and Gosling comes in and it's Gosling. So you're like, oh my God, but he's got this like, you know, weird mustache. He's put on some weight, um, but it's still like, he's still gorgeous, <laughs> you right? You can't hide that. You can't. And he also has that star quality yeah. where you're like, oh my gosh. So we rehearse the scene, we block it all out and then we have a break. So you like go and sit in your trailer while they light, which, you know, can take, you know, 10 to 90 minutes depending on the production so Aurora and I are, are walking away from this and we're having the exact conversation like you just alluded to where it's like she's she's saying to me like oh my god he's so beautiful like even 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 though he's you know you know chubby or I don't I can't remember the word I'm sure she didn't use that word but even though he you know he doesn't look like he normally does he's so hot I can't believe it and she's behind me and I turn to like acknowledge her speaking and he's right behind her <laughs> and so in this moment I'm like I have to help her but I can't say he's right behind you because he'll see me mm -hmm. and I also don't know if he's listening maybe he can't hear I don't know but my instinct was just speed up 
just speed up because then she's going to try and keep up with me right so now i'm like speed walking as fast as i can i'm like uh-huh uh-huh just like oh my god i gotta get i just gotta get her out of here so i can tell her shut up he's right behind you and i go to push through this door and bam it was a pull door and so i hit it full speed in the face like drop to the ground no. like hit no. hard and I turned back and Ryan Gosling, who I will also add was method acting. So that means he doesn't drop okay. character ever, even between takes, full laughs. Just oh my full God. laughs at my crumpled body. And I was like, oh God. and then I literally just went, pull. Um, and which made him laugh again. Beautiful. And I was like, get me out of here. So we go and we go back into my trailer. And then she's like, what just happened? And I was like, I was trying to save you. I mean, this is the thing. I had the, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Trying to help somebody else. You were trying to help the other person. I was trying to save her from an embarrassing moment. So so wait, how long did it take Ryan to get back into his method act? Like, did he get right back into (laughs) it? You know what? I think he did. Like, and it's, it's interesting you asked that because in that moment I was like, that's really him laughing. Like I could tell just like the way he kind of like dipped his head. I was like, that's Ryan Gosling laughing, not Lars. (laughs) I can't believe I'm even saying these words, but it it really did feel that way. Do you think he rethought method acting in that moment? (laughs) He was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to do this. I hope he did. (laughs) I find it very very weird too. Wait, what are your thoughts? I think it's weird. I, as an actor, I've never, I've, I've never really been moved to really embrace that. There was one time, there was one time I did, I made a choice when I was scared. It was a prank I did on scare tactics, which is the craziest job I've ever done. But when you're pranking someone in that scenario, you're, you're with them for like 20 to 40 minutes. There's no cuts. Not normally when you shoot, mm. you shoot for 30 seconds, you cut, you know, and I made a choice to have like a, a flickering eye, like a twitching eye, but I had to maintain it for about 40 minutes straight. And I came out of it feeling truly insane, truly crazy. Yeah. And so that's to me why I've always since then, I'm like, I would never want to try it. I feel like it would just make me feel crazy. Right. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. And then that would just eventually catch up to me. Right. And yeah, I don't think it'd be healthy at all. No. And it's what I'll say is it makes a very intense set because that's the only experience I've had that way. And like literally you could hear a pin drop at any moment on that set. Um, He would talk to the doll between takes. That's so weird. Whisper to the doll and and like, you know, kiss the doll's cheek and and stuff like that. We we were also told explicitly not to look at the doll in the eye. That's weird. Yeah, it was like, don't look the doll in the eye. I was like, what are you, what? That's so insane. I would imagine the performance wouldn't be that different if he wasn't method acting. Like he's a good enough, I I would imagine he's a good enough actor that he would be able to kind of hop in and out. Maybe I'm wrong. Of course, I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that. Yeah. Which, bravo. But also I think the performance wouldn't have been drastically different i tend to agree i mean maybe who knows i mean i guess it works for him so like you know god bless you do your thing Mm -hmm. but yeah i agree i'm like do you really feel like it's elevating you that because it's like also do you do you keep it going when you go home i know that there's certain actors that do like daniel daniel lewis apparently stayed in lincoln even when he went home but then i heard that sally field was talking about how he'd text her in character and i'm like but if you're really abraham lincoln you wouldn't have a cell phone exactly right you know that's weird to me and i also wonder like what about the lighter roles has ryan gosling done right lighter roles like does he do method for crazy stupid love or does Great he do question. For, I don't know what else he's done that's been light. I would love to know that answer actually, because yeah. that's yeah. Also, exactly. Does he like have to get into like some bro? Was he just like a douche for those <laughs> two months? Like, what does that look like? Your abs—they're like painted on, or what was that? Yeah, famous yeah. Song? oh yeah, yeah. It Emma looks Stone. like you look photoshopped yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Emma Stone, my voice twin. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> 
wasn't he also in the notebook he dated Rachel McAdams so he must have been method then too because I he think was, he, he was kept it going I think you're right there for sure and so do you think Rachel was method too and so that's why they hooked it up we'll see great question who knows I mean listen I think if like if that was the deal for me I'd be like I guess this is what we're doing so wait now after seeing him in that light were you still attract are you still attracted to him now you know it's interesting I have like an you know I was just having a conversation last night with somebody about this where I uh, yes there's absolutely totally I think that he's ostensibly stereotypically attractive I think he's an amazing actor I think he's one of the best actors of our generation don't at me um but I having been on TV now I have a different relationship to the idea of a celebrity crush because I feel like I go to I see these people at things and then it feels we I feel weird like I feel creepy that it's like mm. do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. so I so it's like sometimes now like um like a dude I'm dating for example might say like who's your celebrity crush and I'm like I don't want to tell you that because then what if I you end might. up yeah. seeing him or being in a movie with him or whatever like not that you can't trust me but do you know what I mean it's just yeah, a yeah, weird yeah. thing well, because there's only one degree of separation from these right. people now. Yeah. 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 So, I still have them a lot. I want to hear about <laughs> I mean, I'm not on sets it. like you, but I just, I love any sort of uh, male, handsome man. <laughs> well, listen, if you're asking if I love Speaking a handsome like, man, I do. Can I tell you a, like, sort of related handsome man story that Please. was embarrassing? Please. Uh, I have a couple embarrassing stories for you, but number one, Great. Ryan Phillippe, who I grew up worshiping, I'm a Ugh. gay man, and his scene in Cruel Intentions where Ugh. he sees backside was truly one of the seminal moments that made me a gay person. <laughs> oh, like sure. that was a moment for me right. that I'll never forget. Right. And so when I first moved to LA, I was bartending at this, uh, I won't say what it was. It was actually, it was a spa that had a bar attached. Sounds like my kind of so, spa. Right. So people could go, you could get a treatment and then you could come have like uh, lunch or whatever and there were, and drinks at the bar. Right. And I worked at the bar and no one ever really came in. It was like really quiet. Uh, but one time Ryan Phillippe came in in a towel. Like he had just done a treatment. <laughs> oh my God. He had done a treatment and like it came in a towel. I served him a cocktail. He was really sweet, tipped well, whatever. And then he went back to the bathroom or, or to the uh, thing. And I thought in my head in that moment, I like I wanted to like go to the bathroom to like follow him. Just yeah. as like a creep. I don't know. I was I stopped myself. Right. <laughs> right, like, right, I, right. I had the sense to be like, that's inappropriate. I stopped sure. myself completely. Fast forward to like years later, I was on Runyon Canyon and I see Ryan Phillippe and I like wanted to go up to him and talk to him because when I was working I couldn't say like you made me gay <laughs> like, you know like I loved your movies or right. whatever I couldn't say anything so I see him at Runyon Canyon and I go and I, I was like you know I convinced myself that I wanted to get a picture and say hello and so I get up the courage and I was so nervous I'm like shaking so I go to say hello and he was like really sweet he's like let's take a photo and so then I start telling him the story about how he came in in the towel oh <laughs> Boy, <laughs> and I like said I, I I said something and I was so nervous I was shaking I said like and then I almost chased you in the bathroom and it was like I, <laughs> I would have never chased him in the bathroom of but course. It, of course it went through my head and it was and he like did not seem to think it was funny of course right and I was trying to like laugh it off then it was just so uncomfortable and so like I grabbed my phone and ran <laughs> <laughs> but it was so uncomfortable oh, but yeah man. I. I felt like I, I was like kind of jokingly going to tell him like, oh, yeah, I almost chased you into the bath. Ugh, right. The verbal diarrhea thing is real, right. especially if there is somebody like, look, yeah, truthfully, like I've told this story before on this podcast, but like Misha Collins from from Supernatural. I'm a big fan of Supernatural and that show. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows that because I talk about it all the time. But I had like I had a moment where I lost words. Yeah, and yeah. I literally just I just shakingly raised my hand with my phone like selfie like that like literally like luckily he was very kind but um yeah and it's so interesting too because 
I see people now on a much, obviously a much lower scale. I'm nowhere near as famous as, as Ryan Phillippe or Ryan Gosling. But I I meet people sometimes, especially like younger girls, and I see them and I, I always want to say, like, I get it. Like, I know yeah. what's happening for you, but I'm not somebody to be, you know, nerding out about. Like, trust me. I've been but, there. But, you know, people are excited. And I mean, I'm from Ohio and I never and I never thought in my wildest dreams when I was watching Cruel Intentions that I'd ever get to see right. Ryan or any of these people. Yeah. That, you know, you see throughout the coffee shop or whatever. Totally. And it is so wild to just kind of run into them. Oh, it's wild. But that's the thing about L.A. Like you can go anywhere and like turn your head and then it's like, oh, my gosh, like Bruce right. Willis is in right. this Whole Foods. Like who knew? Right. Yeah. You know, I lived in Chicago before L.A. And that's kind of how we know each other. Yes. And uh, Bonnie Hunt, of course, is a legend there. Right. And I worshipped her my whole life. And so I went on vacation with some friends. It was like a group trip. We were staying at my friend's parents' house. And Bonnie happened to be staying the weekend there. And it was like right after I left Chicago and she was there and so we we all like went to a group dinner and i'm just like thinking the whole time like oh my god i'm at dinner with her like right and then later we went like back to the parents house and we were drinking at their like home bar and bonnie was so she could like tell that i was nervous and we started chatting and then she's like danny come here and she called me she's like we're gonna do a photo shoot and she like did a photo shoot with me and she was like so sweet that's so and nice it was like i think she could tell that i like was a fan a genuine fan of hers and yeah she was so so wonderful you know it's funny because i've been in positions where like i'll have somebody come up to me and be very sweet and nervous and my instinct is always never to say like do you want to take a photo because i feel like that makes me sound like such a d-bag but what i've learned is that sometimes in that moment the person is like lost their right. words or whatever so i i tend to now if, if that's happening say like do you want to take a picture because yeah, the person always does they do right? want one yeah, yeah they do want one yeah. yeah but I just never wanted to seem like like would you oh, like to take a photo because yeah. um, that feels awful but I mean it's an awkward thing but you could tell when somebody's coming up to you and they're a huge fan and yes. they want to take a photo with you which is lovely yeah I just keep telling myself this when I nerd out again in front of <laughs> You know, whatever, whoever. Um, I just keep telling myself, I'm like, but you've been on the other side. Like, it's always flattering. Yeah. It's always nice. Even if somebody said to me, like, I wanted to chase you into a bathroom, I'd be like, well, you know, that's kind. I, promise, I want to promise to your listeners, like, I, I wouldn't have actually done it. Like, that's inappropriate. <laughs> of I'm course. just saying that the thought crossed my mind, like, oh, he's in a towel. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it would have gone through my mind, too. Like, like, absolutely. Who among us? Who among us? Who among us? You know, I saw him at a barbecue, like a fundraiser barbecue once. He's a short. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like I often talk about like there's certain people that have this sparkle, like this sparkle aura. Gosling is another one where it's like you are a star. Mm -hmm. Like you have this intangible quality that you're, there's just something around you. Like and not every celebrity has it, but he is one that definitely yeah, does. Yeah, and a lot of these people like a Gosling or whatever, they they seem quiet. They're almost yeah. like meek and meager, but then they still have that presence. Ugh, yeah. yeah. God, I love. I started. I started this by saying I don't have celebrity crushes anymore, Danny. And now I'm just like, oh God, he's so right. <laughs> We're just talking about boys. It uh, always happens. It's when I'm nice. Around. It feels like a slumber party. Right. You know, uh, speaking of girls, I could tell you an embarrassing girl story. Tonight. Please. Okay. So I had told this story on my podcast. So f forgive me if anyone's heard it before. Yeah. But when I was in high school, I think it was like ninth grade. I grew up in Ohio. Everyone went to the football games. Right. Right. It was like Friday Night Lights. That's what you did on the weekends. And so I went, and I was. I thought I was in love with this girl named Brittany. She she looked like Jennifer Love Hewitt, I thought. Right. <laughs> Which turns out 
I saw I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I thought I was attracted to Jennifer Love Hewitt, but I was really attracted to Ryan Phillippe. But of that's, At this point in time, I did not know that. Right. So this girl, I, I was, like, so in love with. I wanted to, like, go invite her to a dance or a date, or I don't remember what it was. I went to the football game with my parents because I right. didn't have a license yet. I went to the student section. My parents went to the other section. Like, the whole town would go and watch the game. And so I get up the courage and I know that that day I'm going to be asking Brittany out. I forget if it was a dance or whatever. So then I go up to Brittany. I don't know when it maybe during uh, in between quarters or what does right. football have? Or, <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? Sports ball have? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I went up to her and I start talking to her and I'm trying to play it cool. And then over the loudspeaker, I hear Danny Pellegrino, your parents are looking for you. Oh. So then the whole student <laughs> section is like, Danny, you know, like they're all giving me a hard time. And I'm like trying really hard to play it off cool. Right. I'm talking to this girl that I was in love with. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'll get there when I get there. You know, like no big deal. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Still, yeah. still talking to this Brittany. Totally. And then I hear on the loudspeaker again, not the announcer. I hear my mother say, <laughs> oh, my God. Danster, we're leaving. Where are you at? <laughs> My mom calls me Danster. Uh, adorable, so, but oh. so I'm horrified, right? Oh. So I'm still talking to Brittany, and I'm like, I'm trying to just get out of the conversation, go downstairs to the concession or wherever my mom was to meet her. So then I finally wrap things up with Brittany, and I start to walk down the bleachers, and the cheerleaders are right in front of the bleachers. Right. So I'm trying to like blow it off like oh this was no big deal so then i'm at the front of the bleachers and then the cheerleaders they go d a n s t e r your mom is looking for you (laughs) (laughs) and they made a cheer and i'm already like so horrified so then i just like sprint to my parents but it was like it just kept building it was like one embarrassing thing after the next and then for like weeks after people would be like hey dancer like oh, oh it's just horrifying that is wow that's a tough they one they made a fucking cheer those, <laughs> those assholes yeah i mean kudos for the quick thinking i'll give them i'll give them their improv skills like that's impressive quick quick writing so but yeah that is really that's horrifying oh, that's really when you bad. like someone though, i it's know like, and at that age now I gotta ask What did you end up Going out with Britney Did you go to a dance Did anything happen No nothing ever happened I I had Thought I was flirting With her for like Three years straight But it was never Anything <laughs> reciprocal Oh my god We never went out once No Britney She ended up Transferring schools I think at Junior I don't know Somewhere along the way Yeah Huh Well you know what It was her loss you Beautiful know? gal though And I'm gay now So Yeah I've been sucking dick Ever since <laughs> Cut that. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> Listen, we make the we make our own rules. Um, that wow, you know, it is there is something about I don't know. I don't know if it fades actually I was just gonna say like the embarrassment of parents fades as you get older a little bit but then I also feel like there's times like my mother my mother does this thing we're from Canada so it gets cold and and she's listening to all these she listens to every second of this podcast so mom I love you very much but you know I hate this we go into a store in the winter okay like a a a, a Walmart or something again we're, we're from a small town she will not take off her winter coat and put it in the cart she's pushing. She's pushing a cart. She takes one arm out, mm. one arm left in, and then that coat just drags. Just drags other, on the floor. Well, if it's long enough, sure. like usually not right, but it's like it's like a tail. It's like a dragon tail. Sure. And I'm like, on or off? On or <laughs> off? Please, on or off? Please. She doesn't know if she's gonna be cold or not. Guess and not. You know, sometimes at those stores, the doors open and the wind comes in. <laughs> 
sure. So she's not wrong. She's not wrong in, in for that reason. Yeah. You walk right past those double doors in Walmart oh. and that whole brisk uh, Midwestern Canada yeah. air comes in. For me, that makes me feel alive. You know what I mean? Like just a cold breeze. I'm like, yeah, we're here. We're alive. But then the, the, the addition to this is, so she'll be pushing a cart, half wearing a coat. And if she, and this is to this day, okay? Like not that I'm in Walmarts with her very often anymore, but um, to this day, like as an adult woman, if she loses sight of me, from the time I was a child to now, it's this. Lauren? Lauren! Like, it's literally like, <laughs> it, you've lost your infant, like, guttural, like, Lauren! Like, like just the, the, the sound of terror. Someone's murdering my child. And I'm like, I'm in the hats. I'm one right. aisle away. Also, Please. you can text me now. You can text me now. Please. Fine. Or just, fine. or just, how about, Lauren? Yeah. That could be something. You know, just that, a lower voice. That was a different kind of fear back in the late '90s when you right. lose your parent in the grocery store or something. And I remember just like I would be in. A, I, we had a Giant Eagle. It was a grocery store, and just like walking down, up and down every aisle looking yeah. for my mother because I couldn't just text her. Right. We yeah. shared a cell phone. <laughs> my That's mom made cute. me share a cell phone. I don't even know if I had texting back then, but I do remember I had to use her cell phone if I went somewhere without her. Right. Yeah. That's nice. That's safe. It's safe. And you know, now when my mom's at a store, speaking of stores, like I call her and I'll be like, I, I call her when I'm like really excited or really sad about something like any big emotion. I, my mom's the first person I call and she will never not take my call. So she'll answer when she's at Walmart <laughs> or the grocery store. And I'll be, I'll be like, mom, I have really good news. And she's like, hold on, Dan, I'm ordering some lunch meat. I want some Genoa salami. <laughs> and then- <laughs> And then I have to stay on the line while she orders Genoa salami. Oh my gosh. Like, and then the butcher, she's like, Danster's on the phone. <laughs> Sliced d- thin. <laughs> I, I want to try it first. Do you have any um. Genoa? <laughs> That's so sweet. I love that you guys have such a close relationship. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. That's I love beautiful. her. She's great. Yeah. Listen, I love my mother too. Again, I know she's you, listening. Okay. But so I find that I'm morphing into her, which is not the plan. It was not my plan. We never, ever thought it would happen. Right. And then it does. It's happening. I know. And I, I've, I was against it my whole life. And now I've accepted it. And I'm like, oh, right. I'm Linda. And we have the same brain. <laughs> I know. I know. It's tough. There's been so many times where I'll find myself, I'll say something. And then I'm like, did that just come out of my mouth? Right. There was oh, when I was yeah. at Second City, I wrote a song that was basically, I'm becoming more like my mother every day. And it was like, yeah, it was, I mean, I was in my 20s at that point. It was real then and it's real what now. Was, what were some of the things that you were Well, doing? I, I, ex- I dragging, exaggerated. The code, oh yeah. my gosh. I exaggerated it for like the comedic effect. Uh, this is actually kind of a funny story. The first time I wrote, so in Second City, we write scenes um, and you try them out in front of an audience. So for, there's previews, you go out and you try things out. So the first time I was, previewing this song was on mother's day ironically mm-hmm. she was in the crowd watching and it was like um <laughs> at the time because we re- we do a lot of rewrites uh it starts out very innocent like it's like i i you know i bake i i knit these kinds of things and then it turns into like like i have a light racial ten- racist tendencies like those kinds of things which neither she nor i does for the record but again but it was like for the comedy <laughs> at that time i was ending the song by going i think the holocaust is a lie but i bake a great <laughs> apple pie and i <laughs> which we ended up the director decided that was too far. Right. I disagree. Um, but uh, for, again, for the record, no, neither of us denies sure. the Holocaust. But, you know, again, for the exaggerated comedic effect. But after the show, she came up to me and she's like, I love the song, but I've never denied the Holocaust. And I was like, so you're OK with all the other mean, terrible things I've said about you? Um, 
yeah she was like yeah yeah no th- those are all fine but the, oh but just i don't i don't like that ending and i was like we're gonna change it anyway mom don't worry i'm trying to think of more <laughs> it was uh, there was a reference to tom Selleck in there at some point like it was like i like magnum pi and i was like short shorts <laughs> anyway it was one of my favorite things but again yeah i totally hear you uh, that it's like you find yourself like oh gosh what am i thinking like why or I think back on like arguments my parents had when I was a child and I'll be like, oh, I, I understand my mom's point of view now. Or something. <laughs> it's so weird. Linda, I see you. I get it, Linda. I like, get I it. I understand exactly what she's thinking. Or or my I don't live near them, but my, I have two older brothers and they live near my parents. And so they'll tell me things like an argument they got in or, or, or something. And I'll be like, oh, well, I understand mom because I have the same brain. <laughs> and I think my brothers are more like my dad, but I, I'm just getting Linda's brain. Listen, is what it is. That's lovely. You know, the one difference that I, my mom and I have is that she is extremely meticulous and organized, and I am not. Oh, you're messy. I'm very Would messy. You say you're dirty or messy or bold? messy. Okay, uh, I'm not overly dirty, but do I like do the dishes sit in the sink for a day? Yeah. And I know that some people cannot wow. have that. Yeah, I was just thinking, wow, I can't have that. I can't right. go to sleep. <laughs> right. I cannot sleep if there's a dish in the sink. Right. I'll, my brain, my anxiety will go and I'll be thinking like, oh, what bugs are going to come? Or like what <laughs> animals are going to sneak in the kitchen and like get the dishes? You know what's funny? I have those same anxieties, but you know how I combat it is I will cover the dishes in dish soap. And <laughs> I'm not even kidding. This is an overshare oh, that bubbles. I am embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. This makes sense for the whole fucking theme. I can't believe I'm admitting this. I will literally cover the, the dirty dishes and dish soap and I'll run a little bit of water so they're a little sudsy and I'm like that'll stop the bugs that's how you sleep at night that's how I <laughs> that's how I function Danny you that's, know what but that's that embarrassing makes, it, it's very embarrassing <laughs> it's very embarrassing but I understand the like mythology right? methodology behind yeah, it yeah like the bug is gonna be inter- interested yeah. in food probably not dish soap yeah you know I always I heard somewhere that like bugs don't like lemons <laughs> so I always think like if I don't have time to like clean a surface as long as I can like cut up a lemon <laughs> Or like some sort of lemon smell is around. Sure. Nothing will come. Like Nothing's it'll be coming. Clean as a whistle. Oh my god! If there's no time, just like put a lemon out. Just <laughs> which is not just even, stick out a lemon. Who knows? Don't even cut it. Just throw it there, and maybe something will steer clear of it. Maybe. Oh my god! I read that somewhere. Look, I think there's probably some truth to that. Um, my god, that was wow. I I gotta commend you because it's. I don't think on this show I've ever had like such a. I'm I'm red. Like I feel I'm so embarrassed no, to admit this. I think you should be. <laughs> Because, yeah, but I bad. do understand it. And right. I, I think that uh, some people listening who maybe aren't quite at that step, maybe they just leave the dishes in the sink. Now at night, they're going to at least throw some soap and water on it. And I could it. be saving them from vermin. Sure, <laughs> you sure. know what I mean? You're protecting lives left I'm and right. trying to. I'm yeah. trying to. Uh, okay, it's time for one of my favorite segments. There's only three really on the show, but I love this one. I love them all equally, but I do love Dumb Lies We Tell. Uh, so I like to reach out to the listeners. They send me a dumb lie. We discuss it. We tell our own lies. This one I really liked, and I picked it. I like to pick the lie based on the guest and what I think the person would <laughs> respond to. About this? No, no, no. Oh. But but what what story okay. I think would like you know tickle you in some way. So here we go. I, I also love how this starts. I honestly am a terrible liar, and I really never lie. I want you to know this woman has sent me three. <laughs> 
so this terrible liar like that never lies. Exactly. She's got multiple. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, bless you, honey. But yeah, again, it feels like yeah, you've lied a few Jamie times. Jamie, a liar. She's I'm lying honest, to you right now. <laughs> this could be a lie. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly a terrible liar, and I never, I really never lie. But for some reason, when I'm drunk, sometimes I tell terrible lies. I'm not sure why. Also, okay, let's let's just re- reiterate this for a second. I never lie, but when I drunk, I tell I, terrible <laughs> lies. She lets <laughs> it all out after she's drinking. Listen, we all Elvino did flow. Okay, so. <laughs> Once I told someone while drunk that a friend and I once were talking to this actor, not naming names, true story, but we had gotten into a conversation about how hot this actress was. Then I told the same person while I was drunk that this actor had asked me and my friend if we would eat that hot actress's pussy out. Mm. And I told the person, I said, hell yeah, to the actor. The person I told this to was in complete shock. Everything that happened was true. The only thing I lied about was the actor didn't use the exact wording of eating the hot actress's pussy out, but what he asked us was basically that, and I didn't actually use the words hell yeah. I just remember laughing when the actor had asked us that. By the way, when my friend and the actor were talking, we were we was all pretty drunk when this conversation happened. We was all. She's from the South. Um <laughs> So many things here. Wow, a lot to unpack. A lot to unpack. Because it sounds like it wasn't that much of a lie. It sounds like it was more of just an exaggeration that this actor did kind of have that conversation with them. Right, it did happen. And she was saying, am I correct? That she she would. would. She just didn't say, hell yeah. Right. she would. Right. right? Well, I mean, it doesn't really say. I mean, again, she says like I think she implied that she would. I think you're right. Eat the... I can't even say it. I don't. We don't need to say the word. I don't know. I. I my, my producers are looking at me right now. They may. They may hate that I've even told this story. I can, but I know, felt like again, like you got to live your truth. You got to live this person's truth. And exactly. Share the lie. Exactly. And and we've all said bad words before. Of course. And she yeah. sent me three, and I was like, you know what? I want to. I want to. She's obviously very excited. I want to get. I want to get one of her lies on she here. She had to let it out, and I bet she feels better <laughs> now that she did get it out. What I want to know is. Who were I know that she said I'm not going to name names But I want to know who this actor was I want to know who the actress was Wait so do you think it was a high profile actor Do you think it was someone like a Ryan Gosling Or do you think it was just like an extra On uh, NCIS Is that still on (laughs) I think think there's like eight versions of that show Some version is still on Um, Great question I get the impression like this was somebody famous Maybe it was Ryan Phillippe You know what I mean Who knows Uh. I would love to know the name and I think can we email yeah. her back and get the names you know what I'm gonna tr- yeah I think we should I think we're done just tell her like we already told your lie on air and now we just need the name for our personal yeah we pleasure. won't share it yeah we'll we just- keep it it'll be a, th- a trifecta of, of trust right, right yeah I'll share it on my podcast so people <laughs> <laughs> just the people name people be listen. like what is yeah. this in reference to um <laughs> but yeah I think it's always it's I, I'm fascinated by the lies people send me all the time because it's to such varying degrees you well, know and it eats up at you right so I think lies. I think you have you seen the comeback right on HBO. Of course, I haven't. I need, <gasps> I know. I what? know. I know. What? I know. It's like literally my all time favorite show. I gotta watch it. I think it. it's truly like the greatest thing of all time. Yeah. But there's a scene where Lisa Kudrow as Valerie Cherish, she is talking to someone who has cancer, and there's this whole conversation about how uh, lies will eat up at you inside, and it's best to just like let things out. Right. And, and I truly believe that. I think uh, that holding things in, especially like. A lie that you feel guilty about or feel bad about. Now, of course, like a little white lie, it's not going to eat away you. But I do think it's good to get everything out. Yeah. When I, when I came out of the closet, I was like, I'm never lying about anything anymore. It was right. like, I, I can't do it anymore. That's so interesting. Of course, I'll have little white lies. Don't get sure. me wrong. But after that, I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to be honest with people. And if people don't like it, then fine. But at least nothing will eat away at me. Right. 
Well, I do have, I mean, I do lie sometimes. Like, I mean, listen, we all tell dumb lies. I mean, Judge Judy does say, you know, you never have to worry about your story if you tell the truth. That's true. Right? That's true. Don't pee on your her leg and tell her it's raining. Wasn't that one of her? <laughs> oh my too? gosh, Baloney, Baloney. That's my favorite thing she says. She's what? So much. So <laughs> she. You know what? Judge Judith the Shineland. Thank you. Thank you, Judge Judith <laughs> from Lauren Ash and Daily Mail, Daily Mail Thank, Thank you. Thank you. She's really given us um, so much. I always find myself watching that show. I don't know why. It's like, I mean, it's just relaxing during the daytime. TV is truly the best. Like yeah. I think there's nothing better than daytime TV. You've yeah. co-hosted. Kathleen Hoda before right or the, I did I was on that right. show yes and that to me is like the most peaceful wonderful show there is I miss totally. Kathy Lee of course I love KLG yeah but uh that hour of TV is just you don't have to think you could turn off your brain for an hour yeah now we have Kelly Clarkson she's singing on TV for an hour you know the day. I taped an episode of her show it hasn't aired yet she was a delight uh. It was so fun. Um, I'll say this about Kathy Lee and Hoda. I got there and I was like, will there be wine for me? Keep in mind, it's like 745 in the morning. And they were like, oh, you want wine? Like a lot, most of the guests don't. And I was like, if I am going on this, I want the full experience. (laughs) Of course I want to have a glass of wine. wine. And thank God you did. What did they serve you? Do you know what wine? It was one of Kathy Lee's. Of course, gift wine. Yeah. 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 It was delicious. All jokes aside, I'm not, it was really good. I I was really impressed. I yeah. love her. She I, is terribly missed on TV. I know she had, was a little bit nutty at times. Sure. But she was like perfect daytime TV presence because of her nuttiness. Oh, yeah. I, Regis and Kathy Lee, for oh, me, growing best. up in the summers when we weren't in school, I watched it every single day. Me too. The I best. Watched it. I watched it with my mom and I would sit down. And that and the Rosie O'Donnell show, which I was obsessed oh, with yeah. as a kid. Uh, but uh, yeah Regis and Kathy Lee and I love Kelly too Kelly now yeah um, I wish they'd get rid of the other one on her show (laughs) (laughs) the gloves Uh, are coming off I want to know there was all that drama with Michael Strahan I want to know what really happened there there's some stories there that we don't know yeah I want to know I'm nosy well (laughs) listen I think that that's fair I think that's more than fair and you know at night every night before I go to bed I watch The View of course. I watched my favorite show. Listen, daytime, nighttime. I watch it on Hulu. It's like breakfast for dinner. It is truly. It's <laughs> truly like my boyfriend will walk in. He's like, oh, I got to give you another hour. Like, because I'll put it on. Because <laughs> I like, that's my like wind down time on Hulu. Right. It's just these women yelling at each other. And I love it. Listen, I'm 90 Day Fiance all the time for me. Wait, I'll so rewatch episodes. Do you have a little lie or a little? I do. What is your lie? I was trying to think. Of, I have a couple. But I think this one, again, it kind of pertains to... Um, the the lie I read there it, it, well, it doesn't at all But it is a little sexy But not Let me get to it Why am I We can cut this we're out We're all using our um, imagination We're all Yeah exactly well, I, no, we, I, no, Alexa note We have to remove this Because I can't <laughs> When you hear it you I can't have prefaced this By saying it's sexy Okay so we're gonna go We're gonna take it back <laughs> No leave it We're in. gonna take leave it, it Oh my god Oh my god Okay Um. Yes I do have a dumb lie very sexy. Um, you have a very sexy lie. Oh, said. here we go. Now you're just you're you're marrying us. You're marrying us. <laughs> so I was I was in my early twenties, and my cousin, who is my one of my best best friends in the entire world, she's my my sister. We refer to each other as sisters. Um, I'm an only child, and I just want a sister so bad. But she basically is. We we you know we grew up together. We're we're literally best best friends. So she was visiting me in my hometown, Belleville, Ontario, Canada. Come at me. Um, and at the time, there was this terrible nightclub called Atlanta. And the reason it was called Atlantis was because there was a sunken floor in the middle of the dance floor. And they it was a kind of place where it's like they sh- served, you know, shooters in test tubes, like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So my cousin and most people on my, my, my family have red hair. I am one of the like few members that does not have red hair, but like fiery red hair. Let me tell you a little something. Men 
gravitate to this woman like none other i literally was one time walking down the street with her in toronto a car pulled over and was like hey what's up and i was like this, this doesn't happen like is it because of the red hair you think oh for hair. sure yeah. for sure I, for sure i love a redhead too listen and yeah. and i think that straight dudes are like that's yeah. like the the ultimate um i agree i so, think that redheads get a bad rap but i they actually do. think that redheads are some of the redheads I know are the most beautiful people in the entire universe. Gorgeous. Yeah. So this is just a preface that like she gets a lot of male attention when we go out. And so we're at this bar Atlantis and this guy starts hitting on her so hard and it was getting uncomfortable. Like it was one of those things, but it's, it's also like, we're very young. We're like early twenties, maybe even 19. It's like, Oh, how do we get out of this? I think drinking age in Canada reminder is 19. We were not using fake IDs. Um, and so anyway, so the way that I in the moment chose to handle this was I pushed her down into a chair and started kissing her because I was like, then he'll think she's a lesbian. Your cousin? Yeah. Yeah. And eventually And this was sexy? No, it was not sexy. No. No. And you thought this was no. no terrible the letters were gonna get. Um no, but anyway, I was like, but also but like it was keep innocent, in mind. It was, it was not it, like oh yeah, no, it wasn't right. no, and it was like kissing her on the cheek and stuff like that. Uh but also keep in mind get like guffawing laughing that it's like what am i doing that i'm like because also like you know spoiler alert i don't know that the the girl kissing the other girl he's interested in is gonna really be a turnoff for this guy <laughs> this like lecherous straight you're dude you're just keeping him interested ah uh, anyway and then it was just like we gotta get out of here but it was like again like and that's not like a dumb lie but it's a dumb lie a dumb action that was a lie obviously that in my mind i was like well if he thinks that she has a girlfriend he'll leave her he'll leave us alone oh again spoiler alert too late no he did not uh, so yeah, there you uh, go. That's very sexy. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's not. No, it wasn't. I it's know, not. I know. It's not. Uh, you know, I was actually thinking of lies before I came here because I knew we were going to be talking about lies. Yeah. And uh, I had been running through some in my head that I was um, going to do. And then I uh, had finished a box of cookies that I had hidden in my apartment for my boyfriend. And I put them <laughs> in the trash yeah. underneath some other trash. And I realized I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I literally lie to him. I, I'm supposed to be like dieting right now. And uh, I, yeah, I've been like telling him that I'm eating really healthy, but like I literally had a box of Trader Joe's pumpkin cookie Jojo's like hit sure. my, and hit in my office and I've been eating them. And then, yeah, when I, this, I'm sure a lot of people do this. I go to the trash can yeah. and I like, I get other trash on top. I'm like literally digging it like through, I'm, through it like I'm a raccoon or something and I'm like putting old trash on top of the new trash so that he doesn't know that I'm not I'm sure he knows that I'm eating right cookies, but I do that with everything I, or I've done it with pizza boxes where I like run and throw the pizza box in the trash chute before anyone sees it like it's very uh, and I know I have eating issues and that's a whole nother story right it's a different kind of podcast sure but uh yeah it's a lie that I notice that I tell like regularly and I need to stop like saying it out loud it's a problem well, you know, I think, uh, I mean, do you think that he would be like legitimately like, come on? Or do you think yeah. he'd be loving? You know, probably a little bit of both. Sure. I think he sure. would. Uh, I think it's an issue just because I don't even think about it anymore. Like, that's where I'm, <laughs> I as see. I'm saying it, I'm like realizing, oh, this isn't like a special occasion thing. Like, this right. is. Your uh, routine is a I routine. eat a box of cunny- cookies, root through the trash and bury it right. like a dog or a cat covering its, it's poop. It's become a, a constant in my life. And right. so maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to rethink it or talk to my therapist about it. Maybe that's sure. something I need to do. Listen, but you know, I mean, <laughs> who gets hurt? 
Who really gets hurt in this scenario? Well, this yeah. is this feels like a victimless crime. I mean, is it maybe a form of an eating disorder? Possibly. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I think that this is less to do with the food and more to do with the shame. Yeah, you know, and I, I yes. I have other food issues that are more serious than this one. <laughs> sure. Sure. Look. But this so this is on the scale of things, right. not so bad. Uh, but but you know what? That's what you remind him of. If he ever calls you out, just well up a couple tears and go. I think on the scale of my issues, this is this pretty is, low end. We're not, at a two out of ten. This is not the worst of them. <laughs> this is not. And how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I was vulnerable I, with you. And you know what? Yeah, it could be worse. And I think actually, as I'm saying it, I know I feel like most people do that. Oh, for I think sure. A lot of people people in that? relationships, sure. Yeah. Remember yeah. that episode of Sex in the City where Miranda ate the cake out of the trash? I do. Yeah. He I hasn't been there. I, among us. I want you to know that I once pulled, I pulled, <laughs> this is, God, why, I'm, you're really, you know what, I'm this is a testament to how now. good you are at, at hosting podcasts, because I, I feel like I'm like, oh, I guess I'm telling this story now. Spill it. Spill I it. was living with um, a dear friend of mine, Jan Caruana, in, in uh, Toronto, and she came home, and our, our apartment was so oddly laid out, like the front door opened and then directly to the left was the kitchen so if you opened the refrigerator door it kind of was like a half door like it closed off the rest of the kitchen mm. you know what I mean it was it was almost like a door to the kitchen and I like popped up I'll never forget she came in the front door and I popped up and she found me eating a pizza dipping sauce that I had <laughs> pulled out of the trash <laughs> with my fingers <laughs> like literally it was on the top like I didn't have to dig for it it was on the top you know we've all digged for like, something before. sure but literally I pulled it out and then I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm two fingering like a creamy garlic dipping sauce and just going like what is my life this is low like, <laughs> like that should have been a rock yeah, bottom yeah. and it certainly totally. wasn't totally I'm you know? on this diet and uh, just the other night uh, late at night I was in the kitchen with a spoon in my peanut butter jar and some M&M's <laughs> and, and this my boyfriend did see he just like right. walked in to like I don't know grab a glass of water and here I was just like with a spoon in a jar of Jif and I'm just like sprinkling M&M's and like going right from the jar it happens it happens it's bigger than us yeah you know bigger sometimes than us. you just gotta get in uh, give up to the craving <laughs> and dip your spoon in some peanut butter or in the trash. Well, I'll tell you, when I was doing like an Atkins type... What no, kind of sauce was it, by the way? It was a creamy garlic pizza dipping sauce. Like the Papa John's one? I don't... Probably, yes. This right. is from Pizza Pizza, which is a Canadian chain, but I'm sure it's very okay. similar. But they have a bunch of different ones. And my favorite is, is actually a jalapeno cheddar. It is so good. Mm. Um, and when I was doing Atkins... Uh, like hardcore I would go you can get it in the grocery store now you don't even have to go to the pizza place so they would sell like a three pack and I would buy them and I would eat them like a savory pudding I would literally mm. have a spoon and I would eat a cheese dipping sauce again like a savory pudding because we do crazy things when we diet we we all of a sudden start justifying food combinations that just, just start getting so hungry that you just binge yeah yeah and then if you're trying to keep it all, like the safe items it becomes like i'm like what am i doing i one time was doing a really restrictive diet and i i poured myself a plate of red wine vinegar salt and pepper <laughs> and i just i lapped it up like a right. cat with milk i was like this is all i can eat this is the only yeah. free items i do you know i i cut up like a cucumber and i cut up a lemon and and then I grab a salt shaker and I just go to town with like a plate of lemon and cucumber when I'm, you know, trying to eat healthy. And it's like, I will eat the shit out of like 10 cucumbers like right. oh, with a ton of salt. But then, listen, I feel like that's like, that's pretty healthy Do you overall. remember back in like the 90s and stuff when people would diet and they would have like rice cakes or there were those, yes. do you remember those snack well? Was yes. that what they were called? The green box? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those were weird, weren't they? They were weird. Or there were those chips. Remember those wow chips, but they made you poop? 
with the Olestra. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> we never got them in Canada because because smart. Canada has some different health standards, and they were like, "This is causing anal leakage. Like, we can't have this." It's so funny you bring this up because <laughs> I love a Kit Kat. Sure. And I just learned recently that Kit Kats in other countries are made by uh, Nestle. And yes. Can- so Canada Kit Kats are made by Nestle. Here in the U.S., they're made by, uh, forgive me, is it Hershey? Or they're made by someone else here. I can't, yeah, somebody but else, they, I'm not sure. But people had told me that if you get a Kit Kat from another country, they're much better because the chocolate and the standards of food are much different. So I had ordered some Canadian Kit Kats really recently off right. Amazon. And? and they were so much better. So much better, right? So much better. I, I bought know. like a bag and I was shocked because people had told me this. And I was like, that can't be true. It's totally true. Nestle Kit Kats from Canada are much, much better. Oh, yeah. And Listen, all, in general, I guess they, people were telling me all snacks in Canada are better because they're different standards. Yeah, I do notice a difference. I mean, listen, God bless America. I, I sure. love you and your bounty. And you do junk food great, very well. But Canada, I do think that's the one place where we have more chip flavors, more like, you know, again, I don't know how like a coffee crisp chocolate bar hasn't made it down here. Like, like Americans right. would love this. It's so good. Yeah. It's a chocolate that's f- flavored like coffee. You know, it's interesting now you can order these things on Amazon. Yeah. You just type in Canadian Kit Kat or yeah. Coffee Crisp or whatever. Or World Market, I think, has some of the, yeah. the, the stuff. But it should be at all the grocers. Totally. Yeah. Oh. What do you miss most food-wise? Ketchup chips. What are ketchup? They taste ketchup like- flavored chips. Oh, interesting. People they don't are have always- them anywhere here. No, and people are always weirded out. They're like real Americans no, I- are always like Sounds really. They're so good. And there's this one brand, President's Choice does this has this whole line of chips called Loads of, and it's like triple coated. Mm. So it's like you're you you. Oh my god, my mouth is watering. The sour cream and onion. It's like five layers of sour cream and onion mm. on those chips. Like it's so. That is the one like. Oh my god, my mouth is like full of saliva. Can you but the, those the, on Amazon you can, like, but they're like thirty five dollars a bag. Sure. So my cousin, sweet Christy, I mean, I kissed her face. She's she's still repaying me. She's still repaying Your sexy me. Sexy cousin. Christy. She's not. This is not to other people. Yes, not to me. Okay, I I promise you. Uh, we're gonna get so much fan fiction. Um, no, but I yeah the the, the loads of ketchup chips is my number one thing. I, I have miss. to check those out. They're so good. I love They're a so, snack so good. from another country. Ugh. Now I'm really into it. After I discovered these Kit Kats, now I'm just like Googling on Amazon. Where listen, <laughs> listen. the next time I go home, I'll bring you some know, back because I fill my suitcase. What's your favorite uh, American snack? Oh, that's hard. Like, what's your favorite? I really like, there is the private selection brand, the like store brand mm. at Ralph's. They do a um, sweet Southern heat barbecue chip and it's a kettle chip. So it's quite mm. thick. But the reason I like it is it's very coated. I want mm-hmm. a lot of you coating a lot on a chip. Yeah. I don't want to just have like sure. a kiss of salt and vinegar. I want like my mouth to burn. I want sores in my mouth. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Loud and clear. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, we have to almost wrap this up. I could talk to you forever. This is I like, know, it's, this I feel so like fun. it's been 20 minutes and I it's know. been, it's been longer. Um, but the one thing, the last segment, again, uh, the segment I love the most, I'm telling, I'm saying that about all of them, um, is all great. never let go. <laughs> Grudges, the things that you hold on to. Right. Never let go. So my grudge, uh, again, I always have a hard time thinking of lies, never have a hard time thinking of a grudge. The grudge I was thinking of today was I was, uh, it was around the same, t- it was a little bit after the um, the kissing, kissing Cousins incident. Um, don't call the episode Kissing Cousins, guys, please. <laughs> it's going to be like in the episode description with a heart. This isn't, I'm just, they're recoiling. Okay. Um, but I had been, this was actually a few years later. What am I talking about? So 
I had been on the Second City main stage in Toronto and, you know, often actors will go on to do television, but a lot of actors, both in, you know, Second City, Toronto and Chicago do go on to be TV writers and that kind of thing. And I had this interview to write on a TV show in Canada, a very kind of like smallish thing. And it went very well. I was very qualified. And I'll never forget at the end of the interview, the male uh, producer said, well, this is a lot of work, though. Do you think you can handle it? And I Ugh. didn't even know how to respond. What did you I was say? like, I went, yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah. think I can handle it. Like, you know, I pull 14 hour days doing this for a living. Like, I, I, I think I got it. And they went on to hire a much less experienced male Ugh. writer. And men are the worst. I really like, I mean, really I was just like, are you kidding me? Like you hired him? Like oh. he was a very funny guy. But again, if you put the resume side by side, uh, I, I, I hold so much resentment there. But again, much like a lot of the resentments I have, I really think it was a, a, a moment in my life that I was just like, I'm just going to take this all the way right. to show you. I don't know what that guy's name was. Yeah. but it And helped. I don't want to know. You right. know what I mean? You know, do you find, because I've done a lot of like sketch and improv, of course not uh, to the level you have, but I find that sometimes it could be infuriating when you see, and this is going to sound so mean, but like the straight, the straight white guys who kind of, often get ahead or you see their work and and I remember being in sketch comedy groups and stuff where it's like they pitch the most insane sketch that is not funny and but it's like all the guys are just laughing at it so hard and you're just sitting there thinking like really <laughs> totally I mean you know right I, I totally yeah. know you know what I think it's just the thing is for 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 straight white like co comedy guys there's no world you know what I'm gonna say it there's no world in which Colin Joe should be engaged to Scarlett Johansson. Right, right. Sorry, there's right. no world where that makes sense. But because he's very funny and he's on the show and he's whatever, and they're both, you know, in the public eye, they met. And listen, I wish you the best, sure. Colin and Scarlett. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's this weird where it's like, where it's like, I think that Nikki Glaser was talking on a podcast about this recently where it's like, it doesn't, Pete Davidson is not. <laughs> Supposed to every, be with Ariana Grande. And so every like this, week now, Pete Davidson got someone new. Sure. Like, what's going on? Kate Beckinsale? And you know what? These, girls need, these girls need to wisen up. The, this is the thing. <laughs> the straight white com comedy boys are pulling way above their weight class, and I'm dating homeless men. They have I'm dating <laughs> unemployed homeless people. It doesn't, it's, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It goes back to, like, those guys have, like, this crowd that is constantly, like, lifting them up. And, of course, I don't mean that every straight white guy is not funny. That's, of course. Of course, that's not what we're saying here. But they do have... Have like an audience that is constantly like clapping them along yeah despite them but despite sometimes them not being uh funny or whatever. right and so then i think it does trick people around them yes because if a girl is in a room and uh, all these guys are worshiping this other guy and right. talking about how great he is then of course the the woman or, or right or whoever is around is gonna be like oh yeah yeah they are great and so yeah ugh that's right. I remember doing sketch comedy, and uh, they—I had a character, and they'd be like, "Does he have to be gay?" And it was like the character. Nothing in the sketch had to do with being gay, but it was like they didn't want it to be a gay character, you know, because it was like oh, no I one would get that, that. It, you know. So, uh, whatever. But well, uh, God forbid, we? we just have a normal character <laughs> that just happens to be gay. I know. I have a grudge against whoever that director was. Yeah, you know what? Stay down, director. <laughs> How dare grudge. you? No, I remember being so pissed because it was a. I, I had written a sketch that had nothing to do with sexuality. Right. It was just like one line in it where, like, I had said, "Can you call my?" I said to like the assistant, "Can you call my husband and let him know I'm going to be home late?" Right. That was the only line that indicated any sort of sexuality. Right. And they asked me if I could take that out because they said the audience would be confused 
Oh, boy. They said they, because it was like a mass, they said the director, her words, it was a female director, said uh, the audience is going to think this is a masculine character. Wow. Because of like my temper in the scene. But then there's this line about my husband. And so they had asked, she had asked me to change it. And I was like, no, I refuse to change it. Good. Um, And then I got cut from that program. But listen, that's, you who needs it? That's yeah. ridiculous. Because again, you know that that's her perception, and and anybody. And how who's, are we going to change the correct. perception of the audience unless we right. do present this? Right, because that could make that could be a great moment in a show where an audience member could go, "Oh wow!" Like I've got to check what my preconceived notions are about right. all of that kind of thing. Right. Like I think that's actually quite interesting, and it's it's too bad actually because that could have been something that was like interesting. And but you're in these groups and these classes and these yeah. shows with a lot a of lot. straight white men. You are, and so that yeah. becomes the norm. A yeah, bit. yeah. I listen. I hear you. There was another. Here I am going about sketches, but there was another one where I didn't want to do the sketch. I was like a, uh, someone else in the sketch, and the guy who I the guy who had wrote the sketch, he wanted to, he didn't know how to end it. And so he wanted to end it by kissing me because that was like the laugh line of like, Oh, this, how funny that the character would kiss a guy in it. Like no one was supposed to be gay in it. It was just like, he didn't know how to end it. So he's like, I'm going to write that we kiss each other. And I like, didn't want to do it. And I, I did it. And I was like, afterwards I was like so mad that I did it. Yeah. So it was like, it's just such a cheap thing. And yeah. Anyway. Gross. I just felt like I got out all my grudges. I had something else prepared for my grudges. <laughs> Listen, you know what? Again, my like you said, I got to call my therapist. Don't think so. Think you could take this week off because I think we did some important I feel work. A release. Oh my gosh. Wow, I couldn't kept be that happier. In for years. <laughs> Danny Pellegrino, thank you so thank much you for coming. Mark. This has been honestly like, I again, I literally, I thought it was 20 minutes. I looked down, I was like, 50? Oh my gosh. I got to, we got to wrap this up. Um, it was so fun. Though. Please make sure if you haven't already, I'm sure you have, but everything iconic, Danny's podcast. It's so hilarious. And your book, Cocktails AF? Fancy AF. Fancy cocktails. AF. Yes. Fancy and AF cocktails. Just find me on social media. I'll post all about that. And where is, what are your social media handles? Uh, at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Beautiful. Yeah. You have synergy. Yeah, it's easy. I love it. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you have a dumb lie, email dumblieswetell at gmail.com. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe I won't. But you don't know if you don't try. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Giving It Up for Less. Just a reminder, this Thursday, December 19th, 8, 7 Central, NBC, do not miss me as one of Miss America's three judges. That's right. I am going to help decide who 2020's Miss America is. How cool is that? And yeah, for anybody wondering, no, Donald Trump has nothing to do with it anymore. Don't worry. Everything's fine. It's all above board. I mean, I'm a Canadian. There's no way he'd let me do it if he was running it. Anyway, tune in. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs>